So it was really important to spend time and really with any social platform, but really with Twitter, because tweets have a short shelf life, it's important to be on there every day to be visible. So consistency is the best thing you can do. Hello and welcome to the Music Industry Blueprint Podcast. Now, I started this podcast as a way to give you access to the thoughts, ideas, and suggestions from people who actually work every day in the music industry on how to move your music career forward. Now, I'm blessed to have helped launch the career of superstar Taylor Swift, and I served as her manager for two years. I currently manage American Idol winner Trent Harmon, consult Scott Borchetta and the Big Machine Label Group, and have been helping thousands of artists around the world navigate the music industry. By the way, contrary to popular belief, there is no one-size-fits-all model when it comes to the music industry. So check out my website, rickbarker.com. Take the quiz, and I will send you information specific to you to help you make sure that you are on the right track. Enjoy the podcast. Helping you navigate the music industry, here's Rick Barker with the Music Industry Blueprint Podcast. I'm excited because I finally get Madeline on the phone. She So let me explain to you guys. You guys know who Sue Zimmerman is, because, or Sue B, uh, because when I first started the Music Industry Blueprint, Sue and I were at a Brendan uh, Jeff Walker event together, the product launch formula. We met each other and she was the Insta gal and she created Instagram for music for me. And then all of a sudden when it comes to Twitter, it's Madeline. When it comes to YouTube, it's James Wedmore, you know? So I've been so excited because everybody gives Twitter crap and I am still one of the biggest, most active Twitter users there is. And I said, okay, if I can track her down because you were in the music space for a while and then now all of a sudden corporate America's grabbed your ass and now it's like hard to catch you. So thank you first off for even being here. Oh, well, it's my pleasure. I mean, I, I've been in the music business a really long time and, uh, you know, I still work with some musicians, but yeah, you know, I wanted to get more widely known for, for Twitter marketing in all of uh, business. So yeah, it's been really cool. What, how did you first catch the Twitter bug? Oh, gosh. So uh, 2008, uh, it was all the buzz at South by Southwest that year. Uh, I was watching everybody talk about it. It looked like a lot of fun. So I decided to check it out and I fell in love because I love short format. Uh, I was never a long form blogger. I, I started blogging back when it was new in 2000, but I love short format. So Twitter was perfect for me. So for you then, it, you were okay with the 140 character. You must be going crazy now that they doubled it for you. Yeah, you know, it was, it was different for sure. It took a little getting used to, you know, being able to do a lot more. I am so sorry. The yard guys are here and That's it got okay. really loud. So it's as are real you as able, it is and I can't it, hear it. So Okay, good. All right. Your AirPods uh, are a little bit more sensitive than mine. I love that you're using <laughs> the AirPods. I got mine. I fought it for a long time because I said, oh, I'll lose them or, I'll, oh, I work out. They'll fall out. They yeah. don't. They don't. That's yeah, what's crazy they're great. So, I love them. They're so great. When you first started working with musicians, what was some of the, the, the standoff when they're like, well, you know, Madeline, I'm not – going to do Twitter, you know, what were some of the pushbacks that you remember? Oh gosh, you know, um, 
the biggest is always, oh, not another social network. I'm on enough already. I mean, mind you, you know, musicians were all over MySpace and like Spice, MySpace was the platform. So even when Facebook started getting popular, uh, musicians didn't want to move over to that because everything was MySpace. So that was the kind of pushback I get on Twitter is like, I don't want to sign up for another one of these. So for me right now, it's like people will always say things like, you know, so Taylor and I started with MySpace. When I launched the career of Taylor Swift, that's all we had. Facebook wasn't around yet. YouTube wasn't around yet. Twitter wasn't around yet. And what they they realized was MySpace worked until the marketers got a hold of it. And then the labels said, oh, crap, there's fans here. We'll just go market to them all the time. They forgot that it was like right. a communication starter. What I loved about Twitter when Twitter came out was Twitter was instant. It's like if you were feeling bad about yourself, you could go on Twitter and go, oh, my gosh, I'm having such a bad day. And then 40 people would tell you how great you are. You know, it was like the instant perk up because it could happen instantly. I'm also a big fan of the platform because it is link friendly. And Facebook's not link friendly. They're going to limit your reach if you try to link people away from the platform. Instagram only gives you one linkable option. Twitter's like, hey, tell the world about what you want to tell them about. And we'll even now not even count your link against you in your characters. That's how supportive Twitter is. Why is Twitter your favorite? Well, you know, all these things that you're naming off, I mean, those are all definitely appealing to me. I also like it because there's so much you can do with it. There's a lot of things you can do on Twitter that I'm finding people don't know about. Like, for instance, utilizing video. I love that we can really embrace video over there. You can use Twitter the same way you use Instagram or Snapchat, where you can make little videos and post them and and share stories through video. So I'm a big fan of that. I think that is a, a great way to use it. There's also polls. You can do Twitter polls. That's a cool feature. There's this thing called Media Studio that people don't know about where you have the ability to upload video onto Twitter and put metadata on there. So meaning that you can have like uh, a bolded headline and a description and have it do a call to action so that you could actually click on your video and have it take you somewhere else, wow. which now is where super do you, cool. Where do you find that inside of Twitter? Do you do it into your ads.twitter and then go into media or? Yeah, it's through the ads platform. Okay. Um, it, it's interesting. Like I, I was hoping by now that Twitter would actually allow just anyone to use it. It seems to be that if you have the ads platform turned on, Correct. and you don't even have to be an active advertiser. So you I just told need people to they to, just want your credit yeah. card, but they don't charge you. You just That's get the different want. analytics. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. So you know how it works. Yeah. So as long as you have, because listen, not that long ago, just a few years back, if you wanted your, your analytics, it was through the ads platform. Uh, but now you can actually get your analytics. It has to be on a browser, but if you go to the pull down menu, you'll see the analytics. Right. Uh, uh, but it seems that the media studio is is kind of hidden behind the ads platform right now. I hope that changes because it does amazing things. And if people start using media studio, they're like, wow, I didn't know I could have all this flexibility on Twitter. I think more people would use Twitter if they knew about it. You were one of the first that really started using lists and you preach lists. I've been on your website. I've read blogs of yours. I've heard other things. 
What advice could you give to a musician the best way to use a Twitter list? I don't want us to have to educate them on exactly some things they have to learn for themselves. But for those people that listen to me, they, they already know a lot about Twitter. They've purchased my social media for music program. They've been that place. You were the first, one of the first doing the list. What advice would you give for them on how to use lists? Well, a great way for musicians to utilize lists would be, uh, let's say, for instance, you want to connect with media like, let's say, magazines and and uh, TV and radio through Twitter. Go and create a Twitter list, make it private so it's for your eyes only, and go and follow. Well, not really follow. You don't even have to follow. That's the beauty of a list. Just go add these different profiles to a list. Just call it media or something that, you know, works for you. Put them all in there, and now you have a steady stream of tweets of just that group, of just the media. So now you can really keep tabs. You can even go a step further and do one of just radio by itself. So maybe right. you want to target radio stations. Maybe you're going on tour and you want to go target radio stations in all the areas you're touring. Go create a private list. Put all of those stations in there. And again, you don't have to follow. Just put them in the list. And now you have the ability at any time to go look at that list and see what are they tweeting? What are they talking about? You can go and like, you can retweet, you can reply and have conversation. And now you are getting on their radar just through their tweets. Very nice. What, uh, are you, are you a musician? I grew up playing guitar. I started when I was 11. I just, here's what's funny. So when I look at your website and this is me just spouting shit out of my mouth right now, you're a librarian on your website, but you're a rocker chick in person. <laughs> is there is there a reason because you've gone into corporate? Because, I mean, I'm sitting here looking at the tatted up mama just being herself. <laughs> and then I look at your website and it's like, you know, it's almost I know, like I know. the daytime girl and the nighttime girl. You know? Yeah. Like- you know, it's funny. I wasn't trying to do that. You know, I was uh, briefly mentored by Mike Stelzner at Social yeah, Media I Examiner. Mike. I and yeah. yeah, he's a great guy. And he was like, Madeline, you need to go do a photo shoot. Get some new photos on your website. Get some new headshots. And so. <laughs> I went and had some new headshots done and, you know, we just focus on the neck up. And so, you know, that's very professional looking. You don't see the tattoos. You know, I have 22 tattoos now. Oh, Um, wow. That's funny. Total rocker chick. Uh Uh, But yeah, it's funny because people will tell me like they'll meet me in person. They're like, wow, I didn't realize you had all these (laughs) tattoos. You're such a rocker chick. Well, I have never seen you then from the neck up. So now it's like, I get you. And I'm like, okay, this is like freaking Grant Cardone, man. You know, you roll up the <laughs> right. sleeves and there's everything that's happening right now. So that, that is awesome. So yeah. where do you see, you know, a lot of people will, will say things like, well, Twitter's dying. And I'm like, dude, t- thank God for Donald Trump. Cause Twitter's up now just so people can hear the stupid crap he's going to say, but <laughs> I don't right. ever see that it's going anywhere. The only thing I didn't, appreciate about Twitter in the beginning when Periscope, when, when it started using Periscope was, is that there was a good and a bad to it. You could do a Periscope and then Periscope would open it up to everybody. So people who didn't know you could come on and start talking smack or screaming racial slurs or talking, you know, religious nonsense. And you could block them immediately if you were good enough. Uh, that's why I preferred at that time Facebook Live because 
those people that Facebook account's attached to a personal Facebook account. You can go get them. You know, they don't talk much crap right. over on Facebook Live. Twitter got a little raunchy there for a while, but also too, as it looks like they're starting to clean that up a bit as well and really treat the video and reward the video. I was fortunate being that I'm verified on Twitter, I was able to early on get whitelisted, which allowed me to upload 10 minute long videos. Now think from a marketing person's to be able to do it, even though now we know 10 minutes way too long, you know, settle right. with the two that you have. But in the beginning, they were like, dude, you could put a practical sales video on your Twitter page. I said, well, I don't think people are going to Twitter to watch 10 minute long videos. <laughs> right. uh, what yeah, are some of the strategies right. that you're finding right now are working as far as visuals or length of videos? Is there anything? Because I know oh. you do a lot of analytic stuff too because you're the type if you're working for big companies like you do they want to know what's working are you finding there's a sweet spot in there someplace even though twitter's given us more time is there a sweet spot you know when it comes to video short is always the best route to go and so really when you look at your analytics you'll see it works best when your videos are about one minute in that like a one minute range right um you don't want it to be too short, but you don't really want it to be too long. And sure, it's great that, you know, we can do longer videos, but I would really keep it in about a one minute. But you got to experiment. You know, everybody's different. Your audience could be different. So I would try different things. I found for me, one minute is usually a good amount. But try different things. See what works for you. And one of the things that I encourage artists to do is remember that SoundCloud uh, Spotify have APIs that play well within Twitter. So they'll allow you to take the link and post it and it'll play while you're on Twitter because most platforms don't want you to leave. And that's what right. I respect is Twitter's like, okay, we know you want to listen to music. We'll still let you do that. And then even while you're scrolling, it will still play. They got real smart, you know, because it used yeah. to be everybody jumped out. I always tell people, just give them time. You know, the whole goal is to get you to be there. The other bit of advice that I tell folks is that just because you're on Twitter don't mean that you need to also be on Instagram and Facebook, especially with musicians. I, my advice is this. I always say treat it like a meal plan. Give them something for breakfast. Give them something for lunch. Give them something for dinner. And hopefully you get noticed. Because I need to tweet about 40 times a day to get seen once. Gary V says it the best. We're day trading attention. Answer yeah. as the Twitter expert. Hashtag Twitter smarter. Can you tweet too much? You know, that's such a good question. I think if you're tweeting every five minutes all day long, and some people do, look at Jeff Bullis. He's made a career out of being a big-time blogger, and you go look at his you know, Twitter, and he's tweeting constantly. I think that's a little too much. I think we're in a place now where less can be a little bit more. I actually scaled back a little bit, surprisingly. Uh, instead of tweeting about 50 to 100 times a day, I'm probably doing more like maybe 30 to 50 a day. So you have to experiment. Okay, so folks, hold on real quick. Yeah. She cut back to 30 cut back. to 50. <laughs> Isn't that funny to say out loud? It, listen, yesterday on the Twitter Smarter I'm in chat, recovery. Was, I'm now only doing 30 tweets a day. We were doing Twitter lists yesterday, and the icebreaker question was, how many Twitter lists do you have? And I just looked at my number, and it said 91, so I'm tweeting. I have 91 Twitter lists. I'm like, 
I said that out loud. I'm 91. <laughs> What's wrong with me? That's a lot. Now that's public and private. So if you sure. go look at my profile, it's not going to say 91 because you're just seeing my public Twitter list. I have a lot of uh, private ones, but 91 is a little too much. I think I need self-help for that. That is funny. There is a 12-step recovery program. Came to be realize I was powerless over Twitter and my life has become unmanageable. Uh, <laughs> Any any last bit of advice? I don't want to keep you too long. I want to respect your time, but I also, you know, I've been selfishly waiting to get you on. I'm going to talk to you when we get off about, you know, hiring you for an hour of your time to take a look at my stuff. But is there any advice that you would give to the musician that, you know, come back into the music world for this next couple minutes that you would give them from the past and then tell everyone how they can track you down and, and follow more of your stuff? Sure. My best advice is to get on Twitter and be consistent with it, meaning get on there and be active, be out there where people see you, uh, get on there and tweet every day. Just spend, even if it's just 10 minutes a day, if you get on there and you're active, people will see that people will take notice. So it's really important to spend time and really with any social platform, but really with Twitter, you're going to, because tweets have a short shelf life, it's important to be on there every day to be visible. So consistency is the best thing you can do. Awesome. And then how do they track you down and follow your podcast and get on your email list and all that hmm. stuff? Go to the website. Twitter. Uh, yeah, for sure. My website, Twitter definitely is like, I'm always on Twitter. So people can always reach out at Madeline Sklar, but sure. My website, MadelineSklar.com. I got Twitter chats. I got podcasts. I got all kinds of things going we'll on. Make sure that you'll find that in the show notes. And I just want to say thank you. Like I said, and, and guys, by the way, we connected through Twitter. So that's what we did. I sent a message right. and we finally hooked up. So uh, don't forget. And But I didn't, let me just say this. I didn't go stalk her. So if you reach out to someone for the first thing, the first thing I did was I complimented her. And then she was able to look at my profile and say, okay, this guy, you know what I mean? So I didn't go in, compliment somebody, go listen to her podcast first and then tell her how great her podcast was. But even better than that, go leave a comment on a podcast because us podcasters, we we go notice those. We notice the people that are spreading our message or sharing our stuff. So Go take care of some business. Show her that you appreciate. Let her know where you heard about, where you heard her uh, on. And uh, we'll go from there. And I will talk to you guys on the next episode. Remember, if you just found me, you can go to rickbarker.com. Grab a copy of my book, my treat, and my gift to you. And if you do me a favor and subscribe, I'd greatly appreciate it. And uh, share it with a friend if you think someone could benefit from this. And I will check you out on the next episode. See ya. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Music Industry Blueprint Podcast. Be sure to subscribe and tell a friend. Remember, there is no one-size-fits-all model when it comes to the music industry. So check out my website, rickbarker.com, take the quiz, and I will send you information specific to you to help make sure that you are on the right track. You've been listening to the Music Industry Blueprint Podcast with Rick Barker. You can follow Rick on Twitter at Rick Barker Music. And remember, you don't drown by falling into the water, you drown by staying there.